Well, that song means that it is time for the Rant Revival. We do it every Thursday. Sometime between 4 and 5.30. 3 and 7. Can't get it too standardized. No, it's tough. It's loose, like the show originally was. Very loose. So Gordon Keith is here. Yes, thank you. Here, meaning the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. Come join us. we got good stuff going on, good stuff to give away, good stuff to eat and drink. Right here in the heart of Las Colinas, overlooking Lake Carolyn. So 25 years ago, you and Greg Williams and Mike Reiner and Jeff Catlin, who hey, is man. in the studio right now. Uh-oh. Hardline 1.0. Yes, Hardline 1.0 made the infamous trip to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Do you guys remember what time of the year it was? Was it right about now? Right was about it, now. Was it really? Was it cold? It was chilly. Like, I wasn't freezing cold like I think you all are about to experience, but we were wearing coats and long sleeves and sweatshirts and things. And are you? did you do the same thing? And I know things got you know sideways with the arrest and all, but did you guys go up there for a Friday, Monday show? I definitely, I think we may have done Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and came back before the game. Yeah, that's, I think he's right. I concur. And did you guys make it back on the flight that you were intended to be on? Oh, yeah. The arrest? Okay. The arrest happened on Friday. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think the arrest happened the first day. Ooh. And you came back on the air on Friday and told the story no, of yeah. jail. I, then, we, yeah. but then we did a whole Saturday on on Saturday morning about it too on the rant 1.0. I we thought did. that was the first time we exposed it was that Saturday morning because Greg and Mike came over too. Boy, we should have huddled up on this one. Ah, boy, we should have because <laughs> I remember it as when it happened on the air. Um, I was arrested on the air, and then Mike and Greg, who were the hosts of the Hardline at the time, they. Just stopped talking about it and never referenced it again. Yeah, they yeah. were Left scared. Everybody we were hanging. all scared, so scared. Scared of what? That they'd all get fired. Yes, Corby. It was 1997. We had a program director that had just started two months ago, and nothing like this had ever happened. We'd only been on the radio station for three years. We were freaking out. I didn't think of it that way. I yeah, know. It says November 23rd, 1997. So... The Sunday yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yep. I guess. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving. I know. So bad. So, do you remember this, both of you? Like it was? Can you picture everything like it was yesterday? Because it was such a significant moment in your life. Obviously, you know it's the first time you've ever been arrested. Can you remember it like pictures? Uh, like I remember crystal parts clear? of it very, very clear. Uh, but it is kind of a a collage of memories to me. You know, I remember the trip. I remember um, the dinner in Chicago the night before. Wasn't it Chicago? Yeah. Where we ate and we yeah. had spaghetti bolognese yeah. and that produced some bits. And then we had Neil from Sheboygan, who was a character I did in the car ride all the way up from Chicago. <laughs> Nacho Remnants Eating Man was Nacho born there. Remnants Eating Man was born there. Red Skies at Night guy. I was, I mean, my creativity <laughs> was just sizzling. <laughs> wow. So you guys are broadcasting right across the street from the actual stadium. Yeah, at a bar. Okay. Across the street from the stadium. And you take a, an early cell phone 
across the street, and you're just perusing Lambeau. What yes. outside first? So I think it hit around the four o'clock hour, Dallas. Well, I guess it's the same time zone, and Mike and Greg say, "Hey, well, Gordon, you know, let's do some bits. We'll get you out on the street. Take the we called a bag phone. It was kind of a big, bulky cell phone." take that and go over to Lambeau Field and just kind of see what's going on. And I remember it as being the Thursday before the game. Maybe it was the Friday before the game. But So there wasn't much going on there. There were some production trucks that were sitting outside for the, uh, you know, for the network broadcast team yeah. and everything like that. But other than that, it was pretty dead over there. And I went up to a security person and said, hey, I'm with the radio. I'm just going to go in here and check things out real quick. And they let me in. So I always felt like I had a legal case here. Yeah. Because I asked, and on the air, you heard me tell this person that, and they waved me in. They said I could go in there. Who hasn't done that among us? Who hasn't done that? So yeah. I don't know exactly which clips you have, how much of this you have, Corby. I have uh, I have pretty much everything. So this is you. This is exactly what you're describing right now. Okay. I'm going to try another route here. Some 18-wheelers okay. unloading some equipment. Yeah, it's probably like TV it? stuff. Yeah. What is it, barrels of smoke? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's liquid smoke. They also export that as well. <laughs> you pause for a second? Yeah. Okay, so that joke was that we go up there, and it just seems like everything is smoking. Because yes. It's cold up there. <laughs> right. right. And I don't know whether everything's got a chimney to it or some <laughs> kind of so smelt. A lot plant. of paper mill type yeah. smoke. It's just a bunch of depressing... Chernobyl looking stuff <laughs> everywhere, which yeah. sets off the gray skies perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Security yeah. <laughs> guys in here. Oh, that's never a good sign. Walk right by. Gordo, use your Fargo accent. That way you'll oh, fit got in. It. I just blew right by him. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Are you inside the stadium yet? These are the broadcast trucks, right? Broadcast for the Fox. Is this the Fox broadcast trucks? All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so that's your sneaky way to get in, just acting like I'm part so, of the So, so far, team. these are just some people just that asking I see. innocuous questions. Yeah, yeah, milling about there, and then I get to this. Ultimately, I'll get to a security person. I say I'm with the radio, and I need to go in here. So is this where the football stadium is, guys? Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. is, this, is this where the game is going to be on yeah. Sunday? You guys sitting at the football stadium? Yeah, yeah okay, that's why. Right by way to go, Gordo. That's good. So you're in? No, no, I'm, I'm in this... Uh, a certain part of it here. I got a few more security guards need to blow by. Okay, oh. very good. All right, this is great. Great radio broadcast. I need to go in for about five minutes. I'll be right back out. Thank you very much. Okay. See there. There you go. Done and done. Permission. Perfectly yeah. legal. Permission. It's like a vampire entering your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lost Boys reference. I like it. So you wander in there, and mm -hmm. you walk on the hallowed grounds of the actual field. Yes. Now, I want you to listen to this, because obviously I'm a, I'm a very young man here. You are. I have that kind of high-pitched voice, talking like this. Right. And you hear these two older gentlemen completely grooming me on the radio, <laughs> directing me to do things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Yes. But, hey, hey, Gordon, just go down here and do this. Hey, Gordon, just go over here and say this. Hey, Gordon, do this. Right, yeah. and you're trying to break into the industry. This is, you are. I'm trying you're to break into the industry. Yeah. I'm new. Right. I'm trying to build my career, and I've right. got what is basically two metaphorical radio head pushers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying to find a way down on the field while no one's here. 
You've got to get on the field. Yeah, but you don't understand. There's no Let me ask you this. Oh, wait, how, many, how many people can say that they were actually on the frozen tundra? Well, this is the thing. Okay, hold on. You know where they jump up into the stands down yes. here? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right, that seems to be the most successful place. I'm walking okay. down that way. Okay, okay. go down there. Jump on there. God, I'm freezing my nads off, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had to be cold. If it was November 23rd, that's yeah. late in the season, man. And I remember game day was really cold. So if you guys are saying it wasn't that bad on, on that Friday, man, I remember by game day, they didn't want to be the, the Cowboys didn't look like they were down for the, as cold as that game. Did you was. have a coat like a? No, from what I remember, I was wearing like a uh, like a long knit sweatshirt, with long no, sleeve shirt, yeah, with no coat or something. So yeah. nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, I'm almost to the end zone. Working. Okay, and just just kind of jump down there and then wow. run out on the field. Oh my goodness! I'm going to get so arrested for this. Unbelievable! Oh. You will not be arrested. Trespass! Oh, right there. Did you see how it was yeah. guaranteed yes. by an older gentleman? Yeah. Right. With no so much more influence and power, and he makes more money than I did, and it was just. I was basically an intern at this point. Horrible. You'll never get arrested. Is trespassing a crime up here? I'm now in the end zone at Lambeau Field. <laughs> All right. One small step for Gordo, one giant leap to the jail. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. This is where it's all going to take place, boys. Okay, now, now, now go over there to the you goal. Me, you want me to run a post pattern or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, run a post pattern. Right? Now what I want you to do is reenact the Bart Starr quarterback sneak. No, I'm not going to do that. Where he followed Jerry Kramer into the end zone and just blew Jethro Pugh right off the ball. He wants you to reenact what took 22 men <laughs> yeah. to execute. Yeah. Go ahead and reenact that. a very elaborate production you wanted me to put on. <laughs> Sounds great right, to me. For his pleasure. Out yeah. there, I will pay, now paint the picture. Okay. When you watch this game this weekend, look on TV. When you see that big G in the center of the field... I am on the crossbar of that G. I'm standing right there looking at the press box. Is anybody checking you out? Right oh, yeah, there's a guy calling me over well, right I'm now. I'm getting scared. Okay. So, here comes security. Yeah. And is it the same guy you deal with the entire time? Yes. And the stadium was completely empty. I mean, I'm the only one in there, and this one lone dude shows up in the middle of the stands coming out. And you have your leather helmet on. I don't have a and leather helmet on. Full uniform. No, I'm not in full It was 23 uniform. degrees that Sunday, not by the way. 23 degrees. Oh, yeah. Cat, so do you remember the the, the context of, like, segments? Where, where, where Was this all multiple segments? Yeah, this was largely contained in one, maybe two segments, and just a typical thing. We're, we're just kind of seeing how far we can push it, and we're all scared but excited at the same time because, again, three years into the radio station, this is all new. We've never done anything like this before, and we're trying to make something exciting happen for us first and then, you know, for listeners too. So the guy comes on the field. To confront you. He starts calling me over. I think you'll hear. Okay. I, I start explaining the guy's calling me over to him. Okay. Uh -oh. oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the jig is up. <laughs> a, uh, oh, yeah, boy. About three guys over there. They probably watch me digging my heels into the... the really? Yeah, oh, okay. no. Ask him a few questions if he, if he busts you or anything just tell like him, that, okay? Just tell him you right, work for okay. Fox. Just tell him you work for Pause Fox. Pause it for a second. So there's some of this audio that you, you didn't play. Obviously, we got to con contract yeah. this down. But I was, like, running around out there for a while. I was yelling out things the guys yeah. would tell me to yell yeah. out 
Bart Starr wasn't that great, and I would yell it out. Jerry could, Kramer was offside. Jerry Kramer was yes. offside. Yeah. So you could hear it echo throughout Lambeau Field. It was yeah. pretty interesting. And uh, and I at the time, I didn't know how this guy became aware of me. I thought it was because I had yelled out there. He sees me. He then calls up a couple other guys that come out from the tunnel, but I mainly dealt with just this one dude okay. who calls me over. Okay. And it turns out that he is a guy named Jerry Perrin, who is the head of Lambeau Field Security. All right, so this wasn't like just some rinky-dink mall cop. No. This guy, okay. this guy oh. was a higher-up. All right. Work for Fox. All right. I'll say I'm John Madden's personal. Yeah, yeah. Tell him you work for Fox, Kevin Fox. <laughs> border agent. Is our border agent at the time? Underrated, underrated. Well, what's that guy doing? Handing up on a business. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get up here. All right, seven after four here on what's that? Radio thirteen two. Yeah, get up, get up. Is it over here? You think I can do that? Look at me. Look how unathletic I am. <laughs> Trying to win them over. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is the best place here. Well, just jump up there, Gordo. I can't jump up there like that. Oh, here we go. He's trying to get me off the field and into the stand. Oh. What's happened? I got a prosthetic leg. It's hard for me to climb. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> wrong then, wrong now. Just tell him that the security guard said you could come in there. Well, I've already told him that. Right, told him he's irate. This is a little okay. jump in time here. Fellow, probably of Irish descent. Do I have that right? What are you doing? Whoa. Uh-oh. What are you doing? Let me go right at him, huh? I've changed a lot in the last five years, and I don't think you guys are respecting that. We've also skipped ahead a little bit in time for the for the sake of this, and so there there was you know Gordon is trying to do his mind trick on him for a few minutes before we get to this point, and as typical with Gordo, it's not really working, and so he's pushing it and pushing it and pushing it to try to see what if he can make anything happen here, but. If you uh, knew you were in trouble, why was so pissed at me? Why this line? Okay, short Is stocky it? fellow, probably of Irish descent. Do I have that right? Oh. Short stocky fellow, <laughs> probably of Irish descent. But I asked him, hey, "Do I have? Do that I right? have that right?" Because I wanted to make right. sure I checked with him that I was getting his biographical material correct. <laughs> and he's like, "Geez, how how do you know that? That's amazing." <laughs> All right, so this is when it's labeled Gordo security. Guard gets physical. Okay, so he calls me up in the stands. He's saying, come with me. And he makes me follow him, and he leads me into this office, which was his office, his security office. And uh, he is block- He blocks the door, so I can't get out of this. Now, the whole time I'm on the air with the phone. Yeah. And, uh, and he's blocking the door, and then Grego starts telling me, hey, just leave. Just walk right past him. Get out from under, or get get away from him. But the thing is, is he's blocking the door. So I ended up crawling between the guy's legs and out from under him as he's like in a figure X blocking the door. All right, crawled between his legs. Yeah, like a cartoon character. The The head of security at Lambeau Field. All right, here we go. Who's making fun of you, Jerry? Nobody's making fun of you. Crank it we up, here, We come in here, and then all of a sudden, you're the one that's irate. I don't. I could care less. I'm not mad at you or making fun of you or think less of you as a human being <laughs> for causing this whole scene. I'm just saying, that, you know, I'm willing to sit here and go right now and let it be done. But you're wanting to cause a big scene, and well, then what's the story? Why do we still have to be here? Now, what, what, what's your objective? Let me ask you this: What is your objective? I don't think you're handling this very well at all. No. <laughs> 
so, so charming. Punch myself in the mouth. So combative. Mm. To cause a problem, right? It's to cause a problem. It's not to get anyone off the premises. It's to cause a problem. This is delicious. This is delicious. So why do you want to do that? That's my question to you. Gordo, Gordo, just walk. Just walk out of there, Gordo. Just walk out. Just say, "Hey, I'm leaving," right. and walk. And he can't assault you. He can't. Right. He can't physically hold you there. Right. All right. Jerry, come on. That's don't what don't I do. physically. Don't touch me. Nobody don't touch me. Touch you are touching me. There's no yeah, reason for that. There. What's he doing? Like grabbing your so, arm? So, so yeah. My point to him is, what's your objective? It's if it's to get me off the premises, I'm leaving right now. Right. And then he's saying, no, now I want you here. I want you in he's the welcoming for, He's stalling for Lambo the police. Feet. That's right. right. Yeah. Because he's wanting the police to get there. And so I'm trying to leave. And that's when he's trying to physically restrain me, which I don't know, and I don't know the law, if he can do that. Like, if you want to wait, someone to wait for the cops, yeah. can you physically restrain them? I don't know. I don't know if that's like citizen's arrest like or what. Ties. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, zip ties. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Just don't touch me. Just don't touch me. Nobody's touching you. Yes, you are. You're pushing me. You are now. now he's lying me. on that. You're he now was pushing touching me. me. I'm going back to our broadcast site. You can go about your business. There's no need for this. There's no need for this. Just keep on walking. So he's like Walk pushing up against me. Come on. Come on. This is ridiculous. Talk to the police. They're here. Huh? Like talk to the now police. Like now you're pushing. All right. Now he's starting to get very physical. Very, oh, very physical. Mark Whoa. the tape. Mark, Mark, Mark the tape. tape. <laughs> Mark the tape. Getting very physical. All right. So now, he, we're marking the tape because we wouldn't be able to. We need to find this in some sort of. Yeah, this is going to be part of the evidence. trial. Yeah. This was all going to be part of me putting the system on trial. <laughs> do we want to carry this over? Uh, or do we got to end? No, I mean, we can we can do Great Fest tomorrow or it'll keep whatever. Okay. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, we can. We can carry it over because and carry this over. But I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear you get arrested, and then the follow up too. Because Kat, you've got a ton of things as far as what went on right when he got taken to jail, where you guys were in a full on panic, right? And I'll and tell he... you that next. Whoa! Oh, professional. Kimino. Hardline here, live at the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. Come check it out this holiday season. They got all sorts of great stuff going on. Including the very, very romantic, the igloos of Las Colinas, in which what is you, that again? you and your lover okay. can uh, have a uh, date, eat dinner, drinks inside an igloo overlooking Lake Carolyn, right in front of our face. Frozen, and, so, and they don't mind if you do it in Actual the igloo? igloo. That's not a copy point that they don't mind if you do it. I believe they give you your privacy, though. They do. Right. You have plenty of that. Plenty of privacy. Weren't we going to do that song at um, Ticket Stock or something one time and we, we bailed? We did do it at Summer Bash. Okay. I did it at Summer Bash. Did you do the whole thing by yourself? Uh-huh. Yes. Could you hit those notes? No. Yeah. I can't hit any notes. Yeah. I'm like the worst singer of all time. I have a range of two notes now. So that voice is Gordon Keith. Back at the station, Jeff Catlin. Uh, they're both joining us because it is the 25-year anniversary of Gordo getting arrested at Green Bay. And we've made it to the point in our presentation where... I'm being detained against my will 
by a gentleman who I do not believe has the authority to detain me, and so I am leaving his office. And he has detained you at, at Lambeau? At Lambeau. After you were on his, the field. In his security, executive security suite. Right. Like in the tunnels underneath the stadium? Yeah, there's uh, like a suite of offices down up in there, and he had like an old beaten down office. Did you see Reggie White? No, I didn't see Reggie White in full uniform. Was he in? Was tossing he in? his jersey to little kids who are giving him soda? That's Mean right. Joe Green. That's uh, Mean Joe Reggie White. Would, was so Reggie wasn't in his office next door. No. Okay. No. And so, copies. And so this guy is blocking the door from me leaving, and so I think you're about to play me getting out. Yeah, and, and he then, he did say too. He mentioned the police. The police. He said the police are on their way. Yes. And at that point, are you because you know on the air it's one thing to be like okay. You know, this is all fun and games. Are you kind of freaking out, though? Of course, yes. Like, this is a very nerve-wracking thing. Yes. And and to give you credit, you're doing your best to actually entertain and hold it together at the same time, and I think that's an incredibly difficult yeah, proposition it's, it's for someone. It's a testament of what, what kind of a professional <laughs> Yeah, I you am. are giving good play-by-play of, of your detainment yes. and subsequent <laughs> arrest. And you're a kid. I know. You know? I know. Thank you. As you, uh, as you try the Obi-Wan at Moss Eisley with the yeah, these aren't the you're right. looking for. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to the, uh, to the end here. All right. There we go. What happened? Huh? There we go. What? What happened? Well, I just went on by him. Now we got the sound of sirens out here. So have you found a way out yet? Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> are the sirens for you? Oh, where are you? Yes. Where are you? you so f- I, I'm now walking out in kind of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the concourse Yeah, area. the bowels, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and about to leave there, but I hear approaching sirens that are screaming towards Lambeau Field. And I'm walking, trying to get out of there as quickly as I can. Yeah. Do you think the is, Green is Bay Jerry... Police Department is super busy on a Thursday afternoon? No, at 4 no. o'clock. Is Jerry following you? Jerry Perrin, no. After I blew by him from in that office, uh, he I don't remember him following me at all. So you're turning around kind of looking, you know, you got your head on a swivel looking out yes. for anything and everything, okay? And no one is around at this time as you're, no one is around you just hear time. sirens. Hear sirens approaching, and then at some point I start hearing footfalls running up back behind me and i don't know if you play through to that point but that actually was a police officer i I picture it like mayberry with every police cruiser of the green bay police department fishtailing and screaming towards lambo and all the nose of all the cruisers meet at the exact same (laughs) in a semi-circle around gordon you got to do some play-by-play here, Gordo. Well, I'm walking up under the bleachers right now, up under the stadium, you know, where they have the concession and all that business. Okay, right. well, you're about to be out of there. Yeah, you are about to be out of there, aren't right. you? Has the worst passed yet? Huh? Has the worst passed? I think so. Okay, well, then get out of there and Let's get back get over here. And Was he talking to somebody? What's that? All right, now, there was a guy that just grabbed me. A cop, right? All right, that's a cop. He grabbed me by the shirt and this tore the shirt. What are you doing with the phone? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> That's the end of it. I think we got a mess on our hands now, don't we? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I hear the footfalls approaching from behind, and he's running full speed at me. He grabs me by the shoulder, you know, and pinches my, my shirt and spins me around, and my shirt rips at the uh, collar. 
and I'm then face to face with a cop, and he kind of looked like the the cop from Terminator Two. You should have said that. Yeah. What are you like, German you, or something? What are you like? Uh, yeah, you like made of liquid metal or something? <laughs> I'm just trying to get your ancestry here, sir. Um, and uh, then he grabs the phone out of my hand and he's fishing for the off button. Yeah. You know, of your giant up. 1997 phone. Huge. It was. It was huge. And it, it is like, funny to hear that disconnect of just. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with the phone? Yeah. What is happening to my phone? What's going on? What are you doing, Dad? So, so, Cat, we're. Where are you guys broadcasting? Are you at the stadium club or yeah, something? we're at the stadium club, which is, I don't know, a quarter mile from the yeah. stadium. We can see the stadium. We're listening in. I'm egging Mike and Greg on to, to direct Gordo and to get all this, you know, the entire metro. Cat was the producer. Did we already say that part? Yeah. Cat produced the hard line at so, that time. So just like the rest of the Metroplex, we're all eavesdropping as this is happening live. And up until that point, yes, we're pushing it and we're trying to make it funny and we're seeing what we can get away with. But I think... For the most part, we didn't really think we were doing any serious harm up until when Gordon left and we hear the phone go dead. And at that point, I believe right after that, you know, we went immediately to break and we were really scared because we knew at that point Gordon was probably going to be arrested. And it fell to me to then, this is funny, go to the pay phone and try to get some change together to call back to the radio station in Dallas to tell them what was going on. Oh, my God. And again, our program director at the time had been there about two months. He, yes. he didn't know hardly us from anybody. And I was filling in for you back at the Mothership Cat, and this was early days of the Internet, so I'm trying to search where in Green Bay do they is, take is the jail. inmates. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea you were back there as yeah. a tertiary part of this. Yeah. And so how far away was the jail Sale that, or jail that they took you to was it ten minutes? So he hangs up the phone. He grabs both my arms, puts them behind my back, and slaps cuffs on me. Wow, yeah. that's hot. And uh, and then he starts walking me out to his patrol <sighs> car, which is probably like fifty yards away. Oh. And the whole time, of course, I'm doing that. What are you doing, officer? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what am I being charged with? I don't understand. What, what, what are you here for? Are you here for uh. the game, sir? <laughs> Little Red so, Riding Hood. But then he, he gets me to the car, and uh, he, he starts giving me my Miranda rights. Yeah. And that's when it really sinks in. After the phone is hung up, I'm disconnected from anyone that I know, and I'm being read my Miranda rights with cuffs on behind my back. Wow. As he's, and then the literal head pushing starts as I'm being put in the back of a patrol car. With so, the rental car keys in your pocket. Yes, and I have the rental car keys that the Hardline and Catman needs in order to get back to the hotel or to even come pick me up at the jail. Yeah, that so was, what did y'all do, Jeff? So that was so we went to break. We start panicking. And as you mentioned before, we basically, this was a little after 4 o'clock, maybe 4.30. Until 7 o'clock, we ignored it the entire Never time. Never said a word. We started talking about who's better, Emmett or Barry. Immediately. <laughs> they went straight to sports. Straight you to sports. kill to have the audio of that, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what they were talking about. So, so, so meanwhile, as Gordon mentioned, we have no rental car. We have one cell phone. Gordon has it. He has the car keys. We're totally stranded. We have a pay phone. And, and I wasn't exaggerating about the change, but we also had a calling card so i'm calling back to the station <laughs> because we know so in ancient. order to bail him out we're going to need cash or money wired to the jail or to the bar to where we can get it and meanwhile we're asking everybody at the bar the waitresses and waiters the manager that helped us get set up there what to do and how to get to the jail and so after the show 
we pile in to some waitress's car. It's a Toyota Camry, and it's Grego and Mike and myself piled into that thing to go to the Brown County Jail to figure out how we can get Gordo out of there and how much it's going to cost. And I have no communication with We have him, zero communication. Just, all I know, I get stuffed into a jail cell. Do you remember your cellmate? Quincy was his name. And I, you know, immediately I'm trying to figure out how to survive in, in prison. Of course. So you, I'm thinking, do I, go up, it up? do I go up and punch him, or do I go up and offer him my body? Right. Just I don't pull know your pants which way down, to go. Yeah. Do you have to join a gang or anything? I thought about that. I, yeah. I tried to hurry up and form a soccer team and <laughs> right. break my own leg. You met Stephen um, Avery? But, yeah, so, so I, yeah, I met Stephen Avery. Got her a Welsh poster. Uh, but, yeah, so Quincy is this guy who's in there with me. We're the only, only two. Okay. Yeah. And there were like four. It seemed like there were four cells, but they were all open. And that led into this common room, which had like a couple almost like picnic tables, metal picnic tables out there. And since there were only two of us, they just left all the jail cells open and just let us hang out in this common room. And so I'm trying to make conversation with Quincy, who's in there, too. And I asked him, I said, you know... Because all I've seen is movies, right? Yeah. So I'm like, what you in for? <laughs> you know, this is a jail. It's not really a prison. No. But, but I say, what you in for? Traffic tickets, yo. No. Huh. It's kind cool. of an Is that Ron Dane? Quincy's joining us now. Voice. What's up? So I asked him, what are you in for? And he says, attempted murder. <laughs> You're like, same. And I said, same here. <laughs> I did. I said, same here. Because I, I could not tell him that, oh, I was, you know, I was doing a radio bit. <laughs> I ran a post with, pattern. With two older sugar daddies. And... Yeah. I broke into Lambeau Field. <laughs> in the old... So I, it was in there for hours, and it yeah. just felt like Did the you time not spend was the night? so slow there. It, no, it, was, it was hours, because in the analog days, again, as Davey pointed out, very limited internet. There's no cell phones. We're calling back and forth between Dallas and Green Bay and the Brown County Jail to find out. We found out, I think it was 650 bucks to get Gordon out of there, and we needed it in cash. We don't have that kind of money. You can't use your credit card. And so the first call I had to make was back to the station to our boss, hat in hand, to say, hey, look, we're not sure, but we think Gordon's been arrested, and we're going <laughs> to need money, and how should we do this? We're really sorry and everything. And I was just... And, of course, Mike and Greg are distancing from this thing the entire time. Yeah, they're pretending like they had nothing to do they with it. They had nothing to yeah. do with it. I'm the one dealing with the bosses. Yeah, Gordon, he went rogue, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and so then our boss in Dallas has to go to corporate and all up the chain. And so by the time we figure all this stuff out, it had been hours. It, it was, was like 9 o'clock at night at least. At least. At least. By the time we were there, I think Gordon had probably been in that jail for five or six hours by yeah. the time we got there and got him out. It was it's to not the point where I was institutionalized. And like, I, I didn't know how he I could came, get he came out. Tattoo. We went and yeah. picked him up, and he came the, out the looking like... The world was moving way too fast for me after <laughs> yes. I got out. He came out looking like Randall P. McMurphy after he had been in the back room there during One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> Nest. We were extremely scared. Did they give you food? Do you remember? No. They no, didn't. No, there was no food. It no. was dinner time. No, no tray no, under the no door? No tray under the door, nothing. <laughs> did, I, you, did you get deloused? Did no. They, and in the meantime, to to the hole. cavity search. So five hours or so and you, nothing. You don't know anything about nothing. I I don't know whether they're going to show up that night. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether I'm there overnight. Nothing. I guess they didn't give you a phone call, or if you did, I maybe you called back to the state. I don't remember that. I Well, no, I remember trying to call back to the state when I finally, I think this is what I remember, okay? Is that when it was time, when I finally got my phone call, I realized I don't know any number to call. 
Yeah. 787-1310. Did you think about calling your parents? And they were all busy. It's like they were, <laughs> what? Did you think about calling your dad? I'm wondering if I did end up calling him. I don't know. But I remember I tried to call the station... Uh, you know, You're on the two-minute drill. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Gordon. Yeah, hey, listen, could you guys get in? Your time is up. Didn't oh, start it like, with, I yeah, think you didn't, that. Didn't follow the rules. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I was scared. And then I got mugshotted, fingerprinted. And didn't the mugshot show up in the paper? Yeah, it got printed in the yeah. local paper, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and there were a couple news stations up there who came and interviewed me. Uh, afterwards, the Dallas now, shock. Like, I guess that would explain. Yeah, that's what it was they called Thursday. me. They did. They called me a Dallas shock jock. Now that you say that, I remember that, and so that does mean that was probably Thursday, the first day, and then on Friday you did that, and we probably talked about it on Friday, and then again on Saturday morning. Yeah. Because at that point we realized we had something. Just when it was happening, because we realized we weren't in probably serious trouble. And how frustrating for listeners to be listening to this whole soap opera happening, and then all of a sudden it's, uh oh, we've done it now. And then they come back and they talked Rangers for two hours. And no <laughs> reference is made to what people have just heard. So here's the kicker. Rangers. Do you know how I got busted being on the field? It wasn't because I yelled out, Bart Starr is not that great. Yeah, I, I, you've told me this, but it's crazy. It was a P1 who listened to the station, listened to the show every day, but was a huge Packers fan. And he was offended that we were doing this. So he, from Dallas called Green Bay's, he found the number for the Green Bay security office, Jerry Perrin's office, called, and Perrin answered the phone. He said, hey, you need to get down to the field right now. There's a guy running around on the field. Is that not unbelievable? It was a listener who turned me in that's, all the way from Dallas. That sounds like a cheesehead doing his duty. <laughs> so did oh, you? Bob, see, he agrees yeah. with it. Yeah, it was Bob. Uh-huh. Did you uh, have to yeah. go to court or anything? I wanted to. I, I thought... That we should make like a whole production of this. I remember this too. About the big return to Green Bay. We all come up here. We all dress in You're wearing our fur, suits. fur coat. Yeah, we're wearing the fur coat. <laughs> we could recreate the whole Michael Irvin thing. And, uh, and that we should go up and make a mockery of this whole trial. Because I wanted to put the system on trial. And talk about the miscarriage. <laughs> the yeah. system. Yeah. And, and the company was going to have none of that. They, yeah, the company was like, we yeah. don't want any more entanglements with the, the, any of this. Right. The company basically said, we got great publicity. Nothing serious happened. It cost us 650 bucks to get out from under this. The last thing we're going to do is spend a bunch of money to send you yahoos back to Green Bay to try to you know, get out of this thing. But meanwhile, I think that I thought I had a case. I think I you did, I thought I could too. have gotten out of it, and it could have been great radio, and I wish we had pursued it. Did you have to pay the company back the six hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. Know, do you what I remember, so. Grego paid that money. Like Grego was the one who actually got the money, and I guess he expensed it. <laughs> I, I do know that it was paid somehow, but that was a big. That was a lot of these phone calls back and forth. Was how are we going to get the money? How are we going to wire it? Is someone is Grego going to get money from the bar? We just had no idea. <laughs> we somehow man. scraped it together, and somehow, if you'd have told me then that I would not be arrested. For the next 25 years, I would have disagreed with you. Yeah. Well, this is a humble brag. Yeah. You've been have, arrested since, huh? I have not. I'm the, well, Corby, you've been arrested a couple times, haven't you? Yeah. I ran an illegal gambling ring one time. That's that was right. part of it. You got busted at an illegal gambling <laughs> ring. Yeah. And the oh, other one dear. Was, oh, dear. And the other one was something bad that you refused to talk about. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Bob, you've never been arrested? I have not. I look forward to it, though. Davey, you and I almost got arrested one night. Remember when. 
we were out back behind your oh, jeep, and the cops were. Yeah, well, you you were acting all weird because you had like a police scanner, and you were cramming it under the passenger seat, and he thought it was a weapon. Uh, yeah, that's right. Moose is so like blasted. Yeah, so the cop was a. Uh, Please put your hands where we can see him. God. What, officer? I'm just hiding the scanner. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to you and your fellow officers. So that's the story of when I was arresting Green Bay. Well, happy 25. Thank you, Gordon. Yay, Hardline. Thanks, Cat. Yeah, you thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Try not to get arrested this weekend. No, I, I'll, I'll try. So yesterday, we had a really cool power hour, I thought, with uh, Gordon, the rant reunion. And we told the story. I saw the, the tickets uh, Graham page uh, put up uh, the Gordon um, mugshot or, uh, earlier today, I assume. Maybe the... Uh, were the were the musers talking about it too today? Perhaps I don't know. Yeah, they talked about it just a little bit. They did they get into the article? No, I don't believe they did. I think they just recapped uh, some of the high points of talking about it with us yesterday. Look at that mugshot. So so yes, we had Gordon on uh, and Cat told a good story. It was really fun. And uh, then out of the blue, Corbett Corbett Van on the Twitter is one of these guys that can find stuff. Remember when we talked about your arrest, yeah. Mr. Corby? Did he find that? He found, Well, I don't know if it was him, but P1 found the actual documentation. To, From the Star-Telegram. To prove that Corby wasn't making everything up. Uh, your illegal his, poker ring. His yeah, illegal gambling ring. Ran an illegal ring. So this guy, Corbett, not our Corbett, but uh, the P1, found the Green Bay Press-Gazette Saturday, November 22nd, 1997. A article by Terry Anderson to prove it's exactly how it was said. Dallas DJ awed before arrest at Lambeau. Station denies it intended it as a publicity stunt. Packers versus Cowboys coverage. And there's a picture of a sunglassed Gordon Keith. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to read it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the audiobook version. Are Dallasites naturally drawn to a police blotter like horseflies to cow pies? Okay. It's not a bad lead. It's not, and remember what was going on at the time. This was Michael Irvin yeah. and the White House and everybody. I mean, when you thought of the Dallas Cowboys at this point in 97, you weren't thinking Super Bowls. You were thinking White House. Yeah, and there was some, you know, crusade. We do it the right way, you know. Of oh, course, yeah. Of course, then we had the hot tub. Uh are Dallasites naturally drawn to a police blotter like horse flies to cow pies? Seems that way. On Thursday, sports disc jockey Gordon <laughs> Keith of Dallas's KTCK spent 90 minutes in the Brown County Hooskow, busted by Green Bay police for trespassing on private property Lambeau Field. 90 minutes. Uh, yesterday, it made it sound like Gordon made it sound like it was like five hours. It, 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 it was way more because remember. He left at like 4.15 yeah. and didn't, yeah, so they got the 90 minutes wrong. Yeah. Quote, maybe this will get me an invitation to the White House, unquote, he joked on Friday, referring as much to an infamous Dallas Cowboys party house as to Bill Clinton's crib. If I decide to fight it, maybe I can use the Cowboys lawyer. So he's got plenty of jokes. Keith's arrest happened during a live afternoon broadcast with nearly... 150,000 people listening in. Here to preview the big game, Keith uh, started the show this week from Oshawa, 
Ashwab. Oh, I should know. I'm a Wisconsin. Yeah, Ashwabanon. Ashwabanon, I believe. Stadium View Sports Bar and Grill. His last show is today from 8 a.m. to noon. Okay, so, so this is Saturday. Yeah. On Thursday, while talking over a cellular phone, Keith strolled over to Lambeau Field to do a scene setter to see if it really was frozen tundra. Keith admits awe at the setting. I was alone on the 50-yard line running a pass pattern, telling our listeners what it was like, he said. Boy, it was great. I mean, I was getting a contact high from the frozen tundra. Then it happened. Security personnel motioned Keith off the field and ushered him into a locker room where security chief Jerry Perina yep. confronted him. He, Perina, was a short, feisty fireplug. Really mad, Keith said. I didn't know who he was. For all I knew, he was a hot dog vendor reporting early for work. <laughs> he couldn't help it. No. Keith's broadcast ended a short while later when a city police officer yanked his phone from his hands and handcuffed him. Charged with trespassing, Keith was fingerprinted at the police station, then hauled down the street to the jail. They issued me a blanket and safety slippers, did a thumbnail psychological survey asking me all these questions about suicide, and then tossed me in a cell block, he said. By this time, the radio value had ended, and Keith was eager for freedom. Fortunately, his producer had called the police and was able to wrangle a ride from the stadium view from a Stadium View staffer to the jail where he posted Keith's $640 bail. Meanwhile, back in Big D, listeners were calling the station wondering what had happened to Gordo. Green Bay Police Lieutenant Mike Graham said the police department received three calls from Dallas after Keith's arrest. Two were from listeners, and one was from Keith's radio station verifying <laughs> his arrest. That was me. Was it really? Yeah. One listener was upset at us. He thought our officers had tackled this guy, and he thought that was unnecessary. Captain Michael Hursley said it's been a long time since anyone was arrested for going on the field on anything but a game day. Usually, when they're confronted, they just leave, he said. It was incredible. Every other call this morning was from people who wanted to know what had happened to Gordon, said Mike Fernandez, a KTCK morning show producer. Keith and Fernandez denied Green Bay police claims that Keith misidentified himself. They also denied that the arrest was a stunt. He's our feature reporter and tries to find different angles, Fernandez said. He's our funny guy, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> he's our feature reporter? Yes. It was kind of bizarre, but we're getting more mileage than we could have ever asked for, he added. It was good radio. And then the caption under Gordon is, Keith ran a pass route on the 50. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want his mugshot and that caption on a t-shirt. Boy, yeah. no doubt. Keith. There's, there's your next ran one. Ran a pass route on the 50. Yeah, so thanks to Corbett. I'll put this uh, up on the Twitter, and, uh, and you can read it for yourself. But uh, there it was in uh, living color from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, November twenty second, 1997, 25 years ago this month. And all I could think of today when we were there at Lambeau, when we were trying to, Dave asked where the security office was, and they told us exactly where it was in the bowels. She, she was confused. No yeah, one's we, ever asked me that yeah. question. Yeah, we were like in the suite level, and we took an elevator down to the field level, and we were in the tunnel, 
and she was showing us where the seamstress office was, where they sew up the players' uniforms. And I was like, so where's the security office? She's like, oh, it's just down there to the left. What an odd question. Like, it's very Taliban, you know? Like, huh, interesting. But all I could think of was, as he was on that field in 1997, that it looked like the, the stadium basically looked the same as it did for the Ice Bowl. Yeah. Meaning... They were there when in 1997 when no renovations had been done, I don't think. Maybe adding one little layer on top of what the Ice Bowl looked like, the stadium looked like during the Ice Bowl. But, I mean, 25 years ago, that's when this was? Yes. That, that stadium had to be the worst in the NFL. I mean... It had to have been. I would think it's the best, Corby. You know what I mean. And did you hear the, uh, the the sound in her voice when she talked about her dream job of being a Packers seamstress? Yes, like she for wasn't real. kidding. She was like, "That's that's it. That's the gold standard yeah, to she's, sew the players' uniforms." She's got to work on her uh, stitch work a little bit. So they sew them specifically to the the players' liking, is what I gathered from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They customize the sleeves and yeah, make sure it's nice and fitted to their pads. Yep, so there you go. That's awesome. It happened. It's true. All of it. 